0: Good morning, we're the Burns family. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 1, verses 20b and 21. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Our second scripture reading comes from Luke chapter two, verses eight through twelve. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angel stood before them, the Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all the people. Your Savior is born today in this David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying In a manger. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, may the words of my mouth and meditation of each heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. When I was a senior in high school, I began to wrestle with my faith. I had been a part of the Jewish faith for several years and had invested a lot of my time and energy from that lens, from understanding God from that lens. Whenever someone asked me who I thought Jesus was, my answer was that Jesus was a great prophet and a teacher. It ended there. So when I opened myself up to learning more about Jesus and reading the New Testament for myself, questions began to emerge. Who is Jesus really? What if he's more than a teacher? What if he's really, as people say, Savior, Lord, Messiah? After a long time of soul searching, reading, praying, lots of long nights and several tears, I finally came to a place where I was able to acknowledge and understand Jesus as Lord and Savior. I accepted and believed who Jesus is, and I allowed him into my life. This was not an easy thing for me to confess and acknowledge, and I still had doubts at the time. I still wrestled. I still wondered what it all meant, and some days I still do. Yet here we are, Celebrating and proclaiming Jesus as Savior. Especially during Advent, we think about that. Sometimes this is an easy proclamation for us. Other times we need to take a deeper look at what this means for each one of us. The name Jesus comes from the Hebrew Yeshua. And it means God saves or God delivers or God helps. Every time we speak the name of Jesus, we recognize him as our Savior, our deliverer, our rescuer, and our hope. But what does it really mean to call Jesus Savior? Why do we need a Savior? From what do we need saving from? Now, as a Jewish teenager living in Knoxville, Tennessee, which many consider to be the Bible Belt, this question, are you saved?, was heard very often. Now, as a Jewish person, I've never really understood that. I'm pretty sure I gave a deer-in-the-headlights look whenever somebody asked me. What a strange question, I thought. Am I saved? What does that mean? Saved from what? From what do I need saving? Unfortunately, in the context this question was asked, it usually meant that the person was asking me If I was saved from hell or eternal damnation and again as a jewish teenager I did not want any part of a savior who was just trying to save people From some kind of place of torment and that's a whole whole nother sermon for another day (laughs) This question took on a new meaning for me though when I did accept jesus as my savior later on For me, it meant that jesus saves me from myself from the things that distract me or take me away from what really matters or the fears and anxieties that I carry in the wounds that I carry from my past present and future in the New Testament we find many different uses for the word saved it describes physical healing forgiveness rescuing from enemies or disasters deliverance from suffering and the transformation that occurs when we place our faith in Christ. The Apostle Paul writes about being saved as a continuing action of salvation, occurring now, but at the same time is not yet completed. In our United Methodist faith, we believe that salvation is an ongoing process of continually, in a sense, breathing back to God all that God breathes into us. It is something that happens through the presence of the Holy Spirit working within each of our lives to transform us from the inside out into the persons that God calls us to be. This is what we as United Methodists call sanctifying grace. Jesus as Savior then is our acknowledgement that salvation is not just a one-time moment. It is a lifetime of celebrating what God does for us And through us Salvation is an ongoing dance With God guiding our steps In Matthew's version Of the birth of Jesus That we heard this morning Joseph is the central figure Of the birth announcement And the angel says to him Name him Jesus He will save the people From their sins I would say that as Methodists We don't talk a whole lot About sin But for some It might feel like sin is the only thing they hear about in church. And I would say that if sin is all you ever hear about in church, you might be in the wrong place or preaching the wrong sermons, right? But if sin is something that we never talk about, we may also be in the wrong place. Rachel Held Evans is a beloved author and theologian who unfortunately passed away at a young age a few years ago. But she was once asked why she was still a Christian in the midst of her doubts and wounds that she experienced from the church. Her response was this. I'm Christian because Christianity names and addresses sin. It acknowledges the reality that the evil we observe in the world is also present within ourselves. It tells the truth about the human condition, that we're not okay. Now in scripture, the word for sin translates to the idea of straying from the path or missing a mark. Think of an archery situation where you're trying to reach that center goal. This means that we're on a path that we're supposed to follow, but we tend to stray from it. We wander off and we take detours or we walk away from the path entirely. As people of faith, we are taught to practice justice, embody loving kindness, sharing what we have, and showing compassion toward the sick, the stranger, and the prisoner. We are to love God with our entire being and love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Well, how are we doing on all those things? My guess is that we have all strayed from that path more times than we can count, right? Sin produces suffering and shame, alienation and guilt, both personally and communally. We each struggle with sin, and the world reels from its effects. But the good news of Jesus is that while sin is real and present, he is our Savior. We can't appreciate him as such if we cannot recognize our need to be saved. It is Jesus who guides us back to that path. Our Savior seeks us out when we wander away and brings us back home. Jesus has the power to save us from ourselves and the brokenness and our tendency to sin. Jesus is able to guide us into the people that we were created to be. Yet so many of us struggle with our identity, let alone our identity in Christ as Savior, as we try to wander back to the path. I hear from people all the time, especially our young people, who are asking the hard questions like, why am I here? Does my life really matter? Does it have meaning? What's the point of it all? Depression and anxiety, as we know, is rampant and on the rise, especially now. Suicide rates continue to rise as well. Most people that I know struggle with some form of depression or anxiety. And it's getting worse as the pandemic rages on. There's nothing worse than seeing the people you love and care about, wondering if their lives have value and worth and wondering if they are loved. A dear friend of mine can barely make it out of bed some days because they feel like they have nothing to offer the world, especially right now. Well, to those of you who suffer from feeling worthless, unworthy or unloved hear this Jesus's life and resurrection proclaim that your life has value and worth Jesus spent his time on earth with people who felt unworthy unloved and unsure of their purposes his message was consistent you matter you matter to God your life has meaning jesus as savior then reminds us that we are worth saving jesus then saves us from hopelessness meaninglessness and despair jesus is the incarnational reminder that we are loved everyone longs to be loved it is a need we all have as human beings know that we are valued treasured and that we matter to someone in 1967 barnett helsberg of helsberg jewelers understood this and he was smart because he turned it into a marketing plan around the theme i am loved so let's take a look at one of their commercials There's no better feeling than to know you are loved. At Hellsberg Diamonds, we understand the joy. We share the excitement. After all, love is what we're all about. Whether it's in the eyes of the one you hold close, on the faces you treasure above all else, or deep inside a heart that's half a world away, We know what it means to pin your hopes, your happiness, your future, on three little words. I am loved. You remember those commercials? I certainly remember them. Yeah. The initial order of 50,000 I am loved buttons, well, they were gone in a second. And millions more were ordered. Fifty years have gone by, and you can still see these buttons in Hellsberg stores as well as jewelry, necklaces and bracelets, rings, you name it, that has this reminder, I am loved. As Christians, we acknowledge and celebrate this fact every day. We are loved, and Jesus saves us from the places and times in our lives when we do not feel loved. Hear this, you are loved regardless of what anyone else might say. You are loved regardless of how unloved you may feel at this time in your life. I am loved. You are loved. This is a difficult Advent season. I hear you. Many of us are still feeling stuck, isolated, lonely, and perhaps feeling a bit of that hopelessness. We are longing for a word of hope, a reminder that not all is lost. So we turn to Jesus as Savior, the one who saves us from ourselves, the one who saves us from our sins and the sins of the world out there, the one who saves us from despair, hopelessness, and lovelessness. And in the end, he delivers us from death. All of this and so much more is why we call him Savior. We are in need of a Savior now more than ever. So may we turn our eyes upon Jesus as our hope, our salvation, and the reminder that we are loved and worthy. Because right now, friends, our lives depend upon this good news. Amen.